0: Through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice. On the side of the road, what's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us on care cause we all gonna die. Yeah,
1: yeah. Welcome to poor Show. This is the true story. Three strange to work came together and have their lives
0: minor pressed we stop being and starting getting real on her
2: This is Miss Page Lee.
0: Easy tell them, Papito, the DMV's finest, Frederick's finest, Mansfield's finest. Charlotte's Finest, soon to be Dewey Beach's Finest, also Brockville Elementary, Class of 06 Valedictorian, all that Um, Yeah, I still don't think you're Dewey Beach's Finest <laughs> Um, The issue with that would be I've had my time out there I've made my mark, Trip 2 is all I'll need to submerge myself, if not as the finest, or among the finest I just feel
1: like I don't think you'd realize how dedicated dedicated people are to going to Dewey Beach to become the finest. I think it would take multiple, multiple, multiple maybe even living down there for a
0: summer to really establish yourself. I thought about that, and then it hit me. I've already established myself as the finest in four cities. Once I show up, I'm pretty much going to be established off of preconceived notion alone as the finest. So word so travels true. from yeah, DMV...
1: Charlotte, etc. To do it, does seem to be that way. Yeah, I just don't know if that's how it that works at all. It is, but I understand. Let's see. As you went home from the weekend, Paige had a experience right. at the bars.
0: Let's just do a little classic weekend review and see what everybody got into this weekend. I did go home. Love Friday, you know. Got a little bonfire with the boys. My girl Mariah, not Mariah. Mariah was clearly there. Phoebe slid down for the bonfire. Uh, Friday, hit brunch, got fucked up with the squad. And then we went uh, bar hopping downtown, the part y'all didn't really get to see. We had uh, four of the hopping bars, just did a little thing out there. One outside, two inside, one rooftop. It was all fun. And then uh, just vibed yesterday and came back. Um, Question, how packed were the bars when you were bar hopping this weekend? Oh, it wasn't bad at all. Like I was telling uh, Eli actually, it just was like, they wasn't like dead dead. But, like, they still have, like, restrictions on seating. So, like, you can only allow so many people in. So, it was pretty, like, it was pretty laxed even for St. Paddy's weekend. Thank God. Um, Rooftop bar, we cut the line. They had a waiting line that was outside waiting. I walked in to talk directly to the hostess. Act like we didn't know what the line was for. Um, I asked about, like, if the bar was open. She was like, yeah, you can go up. And I think she just assumed, like, I had got a text or something. And I was coming in because it was my turn to eat. We get up top, the host is at the top, and she was like, did the hostess send you up here? And I was like, yeah. She said to come up, and like, (laughs) y'all were good. And she was like, are you on like the waiting list? I was like, nah, she just sent us straight up. She was like, are y'all planning on eating? I was like, nah, we're just trying to drink. And she was like, mm, let me see if I can find y'all a table. And then just like that, we cut the whole line.
2: Nice. Hell yeah. If you're gonna oh, okay. if you're gonna cut the line, do it like that.
0: I can't believe that worked. Yeah, you know the vibes. Nothing about that should have worked. <laughs> at all. Like Probably shouldn't, but you know the vibes. <laughs>
2: if anybody's gonna talk their way into a situation like that, etc. So
0: Damn, I guess
1: I'm I'm thinking about like you could get away with that like, you know, restaurants are packing times, you're like, Oh, we're
0: gonna go sit at the bar But like is that even an option
1: right now? So yeah.
0: Um, They got bar tables at the bar, but she just found us, like, a uh, a high table, and we sat there and just drank. And then she brought us menus. And I was like, are you trying to force us to drink? And she was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Y'all came just to drink. And I was like, yeah, like, the, <laughs> fuck, the fuck else we on the, b- the rooftop bar for? But, like, people was up there eating and shit because, like, I guess it's an extension of the restaurant now. So was this Mariah's first time in the bird?
1: It was her first time in my city, and she loved every minute of it. Interesting. You did post her on the gram. That was pretty big. She's been on the gram before. I feel like I haven't seen her on the gram, so I'm going to call it pretty big. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and in that PT merch.
1: Yeah, and in the PT merch. Mm. I'm always in PT merch.
2: I feel like you really are. <laughs> Love it.
1: I'm not going to lie, the premium shirt that I got out of the regular the premiums is so soft. I'm like, damn, I should wear this on a much more regular basis. But I'm waiting I'm for it. more merch, and I'm also waiting to be sponsored, for real. Um, more merch probably coming relatively soon. I got to think of some stuff to whip up though. I don't know.
0: Pennies would be solid. I don't know if that's a thing. I would wear the fuck out of a penny. We have tank. We have tank tops. We might still. That's not the same. Tops. A penny goes crazier than a tank top. Yeah. I don't a think penny's the panties.
2: one made of like the jersey material, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Be perfect for beach vibes. Yeah. I
2: literally don't think it would get to you in time
0: it would not mm, it probably wouldn't you would have to go out right now and you would have
1: to actually I don't know I feel like once you get the orders in for it being like they make it upon ordering It's actually not bad time-wise Paige what did you do because you said you had an interesting story for us
2: yeah I had a very very eventful weekend um the main event was my little brother got married so I had to do all of that but um, Friday after the wedding rehearsal, which I could have easily been there for 10 minutes, you know, tune my guitar and left, But instead I had to wait three hours to do it because the wedding planner didn't know what she was doing. But anyway, um, so after that, I like snuck out and kind of bounced when I was done. Um, so I didn't have to help clean or anything. And I went straight to the bar and hung out with my roommate And we were there and I was like, you know what, if I'm going to have to deal with my family all weekend, like I really need to drink, drink. So um, we're like throwing back, unfortunately, vodka shots, chasing that with Sprite, which honestly isn't as bad as it sounds. And it was like super cheap. So I was here for it. But this um, this foreign guy, he had like a really thick accent. He came up behind me and he like put his hand on my back and started like rubbing my back. And I was like, uh, okay. and I was like a little drunk. So I'm like a little bit nicer than I normally would be if I was sober. So I turned around and I was like, hey, like, what's up? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, get the fuck off of me. And um, he was like. Oh, I I, like I saw you from the Costa Bar and I really like you. And I was like, okay, like, it's nice to meet you. You know, what's your name? And before he even says his name, he's like, do you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take another, you know, Bud Light or something or whatever. So we're waiting on this Bud Light. and He's like telling me all about himself and he's like from Morocco and all this stuff. But in like a really broken English accent, I couldn't really like understand what he was saying. So I get the beer, and I'm like, oh, well, thank you for the beer, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he was like, so can I come home with you? Huh. And I was like, um, what, do you, what do you mean? And he was like, so I can come home with you now. And I said, oof, nope, that's not how that works. And he got, like, upset. So I, like, gave myself my roommate, and I was like, hey, if you don't mind, I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick. I'll be right back. And I just looked at her and I was like, dear God, help me like make him go away or leave or something. And we were like with a bunch of people. So I guess one of the guys said something and he left. Well, I came back and I'm sitting there and it's like another 30 minutes past. We're taking more shots, drinking more, all this stuff. And he comes back and he like grabs my arm. And I was like, yeah, like, what's up? And he's like, don't leave me. And I was like, like, I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting right here. And he's like. Don't leave me. I think you're beautiful. And I was like, okay, da da da. And like the people around me could tell I was just like super uncomfortable. So they were like trying to separate us or whatever. Well, this guy that we were standing with started up a conversation with him and I was like, hey, dude, like I don't think she's interested. You're making her a little uncomfortable. Like if you can kind of back up, that'd be great. And so when he was doing that, my roommate was like, Paige, grab your beer. We're going outside. So I grab all my stuff. We go outside and we're sitting outside. And everybody's standing there. And we're all like, what? Like, literally, what just happened? And he just starts yelling. And he was like, you will never find anyone as handsome as me. You will never find anyone as rich as me. La, 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 just going off. And he ends the conversation with, I am the king of kings. And I was just like, bro, what the fuck are you on? Because he was, like, really, really drunk. And he was just, like, going off about it. We were like, okay, okay, okay. But, like, you know, just whatever. Da, 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 and he left, and that was the end of that. So, yeah. It was it was a hot mess, and it was, like, a little scary. But uh, we got home, and it was okay, or whatever.
1: What do you think he, like... He I feel like he definitely watched something and was like, all right, if I buy an American woman a beer... I get to take her home. Yeah. What do you think he watched? Some Friends?
2: I, I do not know. And it, like I asked him, like where he was from and how long he had been there, and in like in America, and he said he was from Morocco and he had been in America for like four years. Mm. So it wasn't like he had you know just gotten here or something. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what he would have watched. But whatever he watched, it was not uh, accurate. So, normally I would have turned down a drink, but I was like, you know what, this one time, you know, I'll just, I'll just say yeah,
0: and that's how it wound up. It's getting tricky around some parts of the world. Payment equals pussy.
2: Yeah, no. Mm-mm.
1: I feel like I want to say Anna was telling me in Morocco, like when she went there for study abroad.
2: Oh shit! Did
1: they were like, hey, listen, you gotta be careful because these men will like aggressively follow and catcall you in the street so i'm not well, surprised he was like i bought shit. you a drink let's fuck and then grabbed you and
0: said hey let's get the fuck out of here dude i was about to ask like have y'all not met a moroccan them uh-huh. niggas kind of move like that
2: okay well that makes a lot more sense now
1: yeah i mean i mean you got to think about like morocco and kind of like any of these arab countries they don't really look at women in the best light at all yeah so
2: well i mean if it if it really came down to it like he was a little bitty thing i i could have like fought him (laughs) if i really wanted to like he if he was really trying to like grab me or do something i could have like very easily fought him off he wasn't a very big idol luckily so
1: i am curious about his king of kings comment though what if he was rich
2: did he get that from the Bible or is he like the King of Morocco and he's just like here and he had to run away from somebody like who the fuck knows?
0: No, nah, the King of Morocco didn't end up in Kentucky. That How would be a really random place to go. Then again, we don't respect Morocco, so he could end up in a in a state like Kentucky. You never know. Probably told him that was the big city.
2: Mm. Um. But yeah, after that, then I just went home or whatever. And then my little brother's actual wedding was on Wednesday. And I sang a little song for him and all that. Huh? Wednesday? Did I say Wednesday? I meant Saturday. Okay. But yeah, I sang a little song for him. And uh, then I bounced out of that early, too, so I didn't have to help clean up. And I went to the bar again and saw him again, but he didn't say anything to me, so.
1: Why would you have to clean up for the wedding?
2: I don't know. My, my parents assumed that I was going to help do anything, even though, you know, they didn't include me in any of the plans for the wedding the entire time. So I was like, no, you didn't need me the whole time. You're not going to need me now. So I snuck out.
1: How soon before uh, your new sister-in-law is pregnant?
2: I'll get, well, my, my brother's in the army. So that's why they got married so soon. It's because he has to leave all summer for basic.
1: That's such an army boy move. I hate it. Yeah. Bugs.
2: Um and her brother's in the Navy. So they were like supposed to leave at the same time, but her brother got deployed or sent off early. So he wasn't even at the wedding. But um Um I say like eight months to a year. Like I don't I don't think she'll be pregnant before he leaves.
1: Mm, I'm putting money that she will be
2: I don't know I don't I don't think she will because I mean she's still in school too so I can't imagine like your husband being gone and being in school and being pregnant because mm. he's not going to be back for very long um, before he like actually leaves for deployment after basic apparently
1: how much longer does she have in school though? I don't know
2: she's uh, getting her master's in like psychology or something
1: because, you know, she might be an army wife living on the base soon enough. True.
2: I wonder, I don't, I don't even know where they're going to end up is the thing, but. I don't know, they already have a house and stuff, so who knows? What they have a house? Yeah, they already got
1: a house. What do people in Kentucky do? I'm confused.
2: I don't even, I he. We're, he's a maintenance man for my uncle at the moment. And I guess also living is cheap down there,
1: huh? I guess cost of living is cheap down in Kentucky. Oh, it is. They
2: have a house. They are renting a house for like maybe seven hundred.
0: Oh, they renting? <laughs> okay. I thought I'll you were... yeah.
2: No, like my the my uncle that he works for owns a bunch of property.
0: Oh,
1: okay. So they're okay. running for my uncle, even though my uncle owns it. Gotcha. But
2: yeah.
1: Unfortunately, I don't think either of you can top what I did this weekend. Mm-hmm. Spent all of Saturday binge-watching Ted Lasso. It was a fantastic time.
0: Bro, I binge said to watch Ted Lasso.
1: I know. I finally I finally did it. I was like, I wanted to watch it, and we were kind of sitting on the couch, bullshit, and, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to put on like Ted Lasso. I heard it's really good. We'll watch an like, episode, two. At, like, 10 minutes in, she was hooked, and I was like, we're binge-watching this the whole fucking way. Yeah, that shit is, like,
0: sneakily good.
2: What it's, what is
0: that like? What it's what's it about? It's, it's a, about an uh, American football yeah. coach who like lucked out and one teach coach of football at a collegiate level who goes overseas to a Premier English league to, to uh, coach soccer. So he runs a Premier English soccer team, knowing nothing about soccer, but is lit. Interesting. He's like, I mean, he's a super
1: just genuine nice guy, just. Trying to make these English fucks happy. It's uh, it's Why really he... well written. The comedy Why is he approaching is it if he doesn't
2: know anything about it.
1: Yeah, part of the humor. Yeah, you gotta watch to find out. It's fantastic. Got it. The ending on the bus, the
0: note. I was like, damn. I get it, bro. The episode where he, when he goes on that drunk bender, mm-hmm. that episode hurt. I felt all of his pain. <laughs> In that moment, I felt like I was a divorcee. <laughs> yeah, man. He's
1: just such a positive guy, just trying to live his best life. Yo, shout-out to Beardy when he just flipped mm-hmm. out on him, too. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it is about winning, coach! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's already they already greenlit it for the second and third season, which is cool. fantastic. Saying it might come out uh, summer 2021, so... Yeah, Apple TV did something good with that. Yeah, Apple TV. They also have that movie Cherry on there with Tom Holland. looks pretty good. I have to watch that. Yeah, they got some solid stuff. Yeah. Oh, They have that show with Steve Carell. I haven't seen that. It's like the news one. I feel like that'll probably be good then. Um. After that, we played poker all night with some friends. Good night was running people for money. It was fun. And then what did we do yesterday? Yesterday was literally just playing, because after that I was playing FIFA from fucking Ted Lasso for hours, and then some Madden. And then I watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and I have some thoughts on that,
0: but we'll, we'll save that for later in the episode. Yeah. And we can't do it yet. I haven't seen it, so you gotta give me like a week. I just secured what I needed to secure. Not as much as like the
1: actual thing, but just more about like the Black Panthers in general. Mm, okay. But uh,
0: yeah, so I like think we all had a pretty good weekend overall. I also secured, like, the last subscription I needed to complete, like, the subscription sweep. Got Apple Plus, got Disney, got Showtime, Hulu, Paramount, all that. I secured, got the Prime. I secured the HBO Max yesterday. So now I've got any and every watching option, I can't be beat. I cannot be beat. Who where are you getting these from? Ayo, Ayo. <laughs> Asking too many hot questions. <laughs>
1: I saw a thing that Netflix was testing out, like, some shit where they're like, are you watching Netflix with this person who is, like, the account owner, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Netflix trying to get a little tricky
0: here. They are trying to scam people. They also shot up, I think, I think, said it's like $18 now. I'm happy I do not pay for my Netflix because Netflix ain't good enough for me to pay 18 a month. What? There's no way Netflix should be more than Showtime or HBO or Prime. No, know, I, I mean, because Netflix's whole
1: model is like they're making originals and throwing so much money into it, but like they just keep losing good shit. So you're gonna keep losing. Like it's it's not a good method they have going out. Couldn't agree more. Now I'm gonna have to check how much my fucking Netflix is because I pay for it. It's dollars thirteen ninety nine. I feel like I have to keep it though, cause I let my parents and my sister use it. I mm-hmm. don't mean and, nothing to me. Well, I use their like YouTube TV, which is way more valuable and way oh, more expensive. So I'll take, also. I'll take that thirteen ninety nine and not pay like fifty bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, I got that YouTube TV, and that shit is clutch. Um, since we're just talking TV shit, we can just talk about the uh, recent canceling of all these different fucking cartoon characters, like Pepe Le Pew from Space Shaman, and well.
0: Looney Tunes. Apparently Johnny Bravo, because he said that. And I don't know like the Doctor um, Seuss books were catching some heat. Doctor Seuss books are catching heat. Johnny Bravo is up next. I was talking to uh, I was talking to Trey. Me and Trey were talking about the other day how he had a conversation with somebody, a former counselor, uh, who was like mad that Pew Pew was getting like canceled, and he was like, "This generation soft." And I was like, "Bro, like." Looking back at it, like, yeah, it was funny when we were kids and we didn't get it. But, like, looking back at it, like, the shit low-key creepy. Like, that, like the jokes was, like, borderline creep shit. Fucking, the Dr. Seuss book's a little different because it had, like, some, like, underlying racism and shit like that. Not just against blacks, but, like, against other countries as well. But fucking Johnny Bravo was up next on the line to get canceled. Because once you think about it, like, Johnny Bravo was funny. And as a kid, the shit geeked. But, like... Looking back at it, if you were to go to a job on the day y'all do the sexual harassment seminar, they could play an episode of Johnny Bravo and be like, whatever he do, don't do this. <laughs> like, Johnny Bravo was strictly sexual harassment in a cartoon. It's actually bad. <laughs> yeah, I've never really thought about it. Like you said,
1: you don't think about it like, Pepe Le Pew back in the day, like, just trying to spit game nonstop, Johnny Bravo doing the same thing. I would have to really jump back and to watch it to see, like how hard in the paint they were going.
0: Bro, they was getting spit on. Not spit on. They was getting slapped, doors slammed on them, rejected. They kept coming. Like, they they was going pretty hard. So, like, at what
1: level does it go from, like, comedy and cartoons to, like, too far?
0: Um, My thing is, kind of like with some of the Disney movies, I got to that binge Dark Hole where they have, like, a lot of, like, undertone to them. I think it's too far if you're writing any of that into a kid show. And it was funny when we were kids and probably for the generation right above us, because like they weren't as advanced as society where they were so hard on that type of stuff. But us moving forward and progressing, the progression alone almost makes you have to be like, hey, yo, that ain't it. Because if like we're trying to get put light on like this is bad, This is not how you talk to women. You don't catcall women. You don't like continue to continue to like go at them and go at them and go at them. When they keep rejecting you and keep rejecting you, then we probably shouldn't have our kids shows on Cartoon Network for five, six, seven year olds showing them that that's how you spit game at girls, because that's only going to breed bad habits further down the line. So, like, that's probably too far. So do we start to canceling people like Joey from Friends, like Barney from How I Met Your Mother? Like, is that even too far? I've never seen friends, so I can't speak on that. How I met your mother, I say that beats the test of time, because shows like that were made for an adults, yeah. and like we can differentiate like this. This is just put in here for comedy. It's humor. It's Barney being Barney. Like a kid show, they're not really analyzing it or differentiating nothing. They just seeing like, hey yo, that's how he gets hugs. I want hugs. This is what I'm gonna do. Like so, it was it was eight. Like it was directed at the kids. How I Met Your Mother wasn't written for kids. It was written for like young adults, for real. So like that's where like the line draws. Don't put it in shows that we have like themed for kids.
2: You know, another show that I could see getting canceled or some backlash um, would be the Powderpuff Girls.
0: Really? Was they bad?
2: Because it's a little weird. It's just a little. I even thought this when I was little, though. I just think it's a little weird that a a guy made three little girls and he I don't know, like the whole thing is kinda of strange and then there's one villain, I can never remember his name, but it's like
0: the- Mojo Jojo.
2: No, um, the <laughs> really tall, like crab one, he was like all red and he just randomly always showed up in the little girls' rooms at night.
1: Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Fuck.
2: It's um uh, <laughs> Yo, shout out
1: to Miss Sarah Bellum, the girl that's
0: just tall and all that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at stuff now. I feel like Powerpuff Girl wasn't weird enough to cancel.
2: Just weird enough to get by.
0: Yeah, it might have been a little strange, but it wasn't like, all right, y'all crossing lines. Octi Evil.
2: Dr. Evil? Octi Evil. Octi Evil? I used to have nightmares about that thing coming up in my room.
1: I mean, you could just say that Powerpuff Girls was ahead of its time because he was just making test tube babies, which is what we're trying to do today, today's day and age. True. So what else? I'm trying to think of, can we predict what else is going to get canceled in the future? or Like, any other cartoons you
0: thought all about when you were younger that might stand out? Johnny definitely getting canceled. Um, Cartoon-wise, I don't really I wasn't a big cartoon guy, for real. Cartoon-wise, I don't really see any other cartoons off the top of my head. I need to, like, look at a list of cartoons, and then maybe if there was anything, it would come back to me. But cartoon-wise, I don't really see none.
1: I mean, like, even the Pepe Le Pew stuff was kind of, like, interesting, because I feel like he never had, like, his own show. He was kind of like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I could have sworn he was just kind of like a side character and shit. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, he so was in, like Bugs Bunny episodes.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was like, damn, you guys are really like, hey, I'm coming fucking for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little weird once you think about it. Like somebody sat down and wrote a show for wrote a show for a kid, and they put like kind of weirdo, weirdo, creep characters in it. And for Johnny Bravo to been a whole, to shout out Jersey Shore to be a whole show written off of basically creeping it's like why you write a whole kid show off of like creeping on hoes that's weird
2: (laughs) and bugs bunny and all that was like a boomer cartoon
1: yeah i mean it goes way back
2: around for forever i'm just waiting for pita to be like nope you can never watch cat dog ever again
0: yeah i don't give a fuck about that. that that ain't gonna be a decent reason
2: some shit like that
1: It is wild, because I literally, I was just trying to look up, like, some, see what he was in, and there was some, like, oh, in 2021, you know, this guy, I'm not going to give him any clout, wrote, you know, that Pepe normalized rape culture, and I'm like, damn, that's what we're really doing with our free time, I guess.
0: I'm not going to lie. That's going to have to be a story for a different day when we've had, like, time to think about, like, the topics or, like, some talking points on it, but... When you, like, sit back and think, because I had this conversation with someone one time, when you sit back and think about, like, some of the things in the early 2000s that normalized rape culture, it's actually kind of scary. One of them, for instance, I'm going to give the fans a little a little gem to think on in case we do it in the next episode or episode coming up. I was talking to her about watching Jersey Shore. And she was like, you watch that? I was like, yeah, like, it's great. It's not good TV, but it's, like, funny and, like, great, bad reality. She was like, yeah, but, like, Jersey Soar like, started the normalization of rape culture. And I was like, what you talking about? Like, stop playing. Ooh. And then she was like, degenerates who drank all day, get drunk at the bar, come home, bring home drunk girls who maybe consent, maybe are too drunk. Because there were some episodes were some Real Trash Girls. They then fuck. And if they're not ready to fuck, they was kicking them out. And there was a few episodes where some of them were like, why you come over here four in the morning if you're not going to fuck? And they was really kicking girls out for not fucking after the club. And I was like, you know what? This ain't a good look for nobody, really. Right, well, and Mike would be in the clubs creeping, like he like sneak kicks he would sneak his bitches. He had bitches on the wall, like dancing and like hold him up. And one goes like, "Can you get off of me? I'm uncomfortable. Please put me down." And I'm like, "Yo, like this wouldn't fly if it was aired today."
1: Yeah, well, all right, we'll save that for a next episode because there's some thoughts. Because I feel like the word rape culture might be too strong of a word, but we'll have to do some research into it more so I can be. prepared for it we
0: might have to because i just feel like we like rape is a very strong word to use it is but things that like normalize rape culture are things that like happen before rape and the binge drinking the bringing home drunk shorties all that type of like frat boy type vibes that like also normalize rape culture that was like what the Jersey Shorehouse was for the guys. Yeah, but like, you know,
1: all right, we'll, we'll save this because this, this is a good conversation for sure. We'll have some do some research on it and such. Um, This can be a pretty quick little transitional piece right here. Um, Kirk Franklin, as I'm going to need you to give us some more background on what Kirk
0: Franklin exactly is. Um, but Yo, he, you don't know Kirk Franklin? Not really. Um, Kirk Franklin, a dorm minister. Kirk Franklin, a uh, since seventeen, he's fifty one now, an adorned an ordained minister, he the richest gospel singer in the world, he's gospel turned rapper because he'll also like get on tracks with rappers and add that little gospel touch to it. That about it? Yeah, that's who Kirk Franklin is like the whole. a <laughs> father, um, he's also he beat a porn addiction, which was bad. If y'all ain't know, just a little bit on Kirk, so we can like give some color to his story. Um, he had a porn addiction that he talked about on Oprah like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. This is the gospel singer, richest gospel singer that got so bad that he was canceling plans. He was missing dinners. He wasn't showing up to family events with his kids and wife because he was going home to masturbate. That's how bad his porn addiction was. Interesting. But he also talks about like how he grew up and the way he grew up and he didn't see like love. In his household, because I think it was like single parent or something like that, so like he grew up and he thought fucking was just fucking, and then deep dark long story, he gets addicted to porn. He's apparently beat it now.
1: I was gonna say when I was looking up, so the the top of their combat he there's a video of him like on the phone with his kid. I guess his kid recorded it, and like Kirk Franklin was like cussing his kid out and stuff. And I was looking at kind of the replies in there. <laughs> And one of the things is like, wow, Kirk Franklin really came a long way from beating his porn addiction. And I was like, oh, that's a very interesting tidbit
0: there. Literally. Oh, um, did you watch the video? It's like two minutes.
1: Oh, it was two. The clip I saw was only like mm, forty,
0: maybe a minute long. Oh, that's the him yelling at. Him. Yeah. So you've seen the clip of him like cussing his son the fuck out. Yeah. Which is interesting because like one, that's your son. The little quick backstory from what we have so far. He's got four kids. He adopted his oldest son is the one he's talking about. Carry on is 33. He had him when he was 18. Um, He adopted a daughter and then he's got two kids with his previous wife. Not his previous current wife. His oldest son is from his past relationship. And apparently they've always had an estranged relationship. It's bad. Kirk cut him off when he turned 18. He said he hasn't had a picture with his family in 15 years. Hasn't been invited to family dinners, Christmas, Thanksgiving in 15 years. They're now going to therapy. Um. Christian or not Christian? That ain't how you talk to your kid. And then when you throw in the fact that like he's Kirk Franklin, the gospel singer that people look up to, the Dane minister that people look up to, it's like you got this in you. It makes you wonder. People in the community like who were into like gospel music and know about Kirk already had questions about him and like his motives when he started making songs with rappers. And I was like, "Hey, he not cussing. Maybe to him, cussing ain't really a sin. That's his business. He not talking about nothing foul, so I'm not going to get on him for that. The porn addiction was kind of strange. So I was like, uh. So it shows you he had toxic traits. Bro, who pick up the phone with their son calling him a bitch-ass nigga? Who tell his son, I'm going to shove my fucking foot up your fucking ass? <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, like, you're really going in. He said something. He threatened him. He said something about. He said, "Keep playing with me, disrespect me, and I'm gonna stump on your fucking throat or your fucking neck." And I was like, "Bro, what is you doing? <laughs> like, that's your son still? You this Christian ordained minister? You going kind of crazy?" Uh, so I, that's
1: actually hilarious. I was looking at when I was looking for the clip, like scrolling through Twitter, and I feel like Dame Miller had a great tweet. He was like, "Kurt Franklin ain't allowed to curse anymore. Y'all are crazy." But then there was one where it was like, uh, his son's a, <laughs> uh, he said, Kirk Franklin called his 33 year old son a bitch ass. And then his son leaked the audio for the world uh, here. It sounds like Kirk was making an accurate assessment. If you asked me, And I was like, huh?
0: I mean, I can't lie. The actions do add up with the names he was called. The thing that's crazy is like, that's Kirk Franklin. Like, that's everybody's mom's hero. That's, like, the black religious community's hero. And I'm not saying, like, Christians can't cuss, Christians can't do this. Because Jamel Hill was like, I've been cursed out in the name of Jesus before as well. And I was like, yeah, like, you're making, like, this a funny. But it's not really a funny. Because, like, first off, like, who do that? I'm not going to use God's name in vain like that. So, like, where you was growing up was just crazy. Second off, like, that's still this man's son. Like, my dad don't talk to me like that. My cousin's dads don't talk to them like that. I don't got none of my friends who talk to their kids like that. So, like, grown men are not grown men, because I got grown cousins. I got grown brothers. I'm a grown man. My friends are all grown men. Like, that's weird behavior. And then for me to be coming from Kirk Franklin to that degree with his son, and he apologizes like, I made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. But don't nobody cuss their son the fuck out like that for the first time. He done probably heard it like that all his life. My question is, so you saw the full clip, like, not to, um... No, that is the full clip. The two-minute one is just, like, the lady breaking down the backstory of what's happening beforehand. Oh, because Which was was... just her, like, telling us who the son was in relation to Kirk, and, like, they don't have a relationship and stuff like that. Oh, because, like, not trying to be an
1: apologist for Kirk, but, like, if you're saying overall, like, he's this, you know, calm gospel man, blah, 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 like, not to victim blame...
0: But do we know the context of why he was like, "I'm gonna put my foot up your ass"? Like, um, we don't know the context. He said that he was only repeating something that Kirk said to him. But his in the video, he's like in the recording, he's yelling, "Don't ever disrespect me like that." So apparently, Kirk took what he said to him disrespectful, even though he said it to him. And content or not, it does help to know what was said beforehand. But then, even at that, at the end of the day, like we going to take out him being a Christian. We're going to take out him being like gospels, like black gospel savior to a degree when it comes to music, because he's been carrying the game. Um, That just ain't the relationship between a father and a son. Definitely not a healthy one. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know no sons whose dads talk to them like that, regardless of what community they come from. So for him to go in like that, it was like, hey, yo, like, What you want? That's clearly why they're in therapy. They got a lot of shit to fucking work through. Yeah, they got a lot of shit. But he said, like, he he hasn't been invited to anything in 15 years. They don't treat him like he's part of the family. He's estranged. He's from Kirk's first marriage and his only kid. And, like, they don't talk to him. So it's like, hey, yo, like, you probably had a rough growing up. But also, like, ain't nobody in the world gonna call me a bitch-ass nigga. None of them. So, like... For your dad to do it? That's crazy. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about the fact that it was, like, his dad. Because,
1: like, I don't know. As soon as I heard he was, like, 33 years old, I was like, listen, man. that's I don't know what you're supposed to do there. I wouldn't let my dad yell at me like that. But I also do have kind of an issue with, like, the leaking of the audio. Because, like, you're a grown-ass man also. So, like, you can't keep that in the family? Like, what what
0: do you, what were you hoping to gain from that? He is a grown man and that probably should have been kept in a family. But like he was saying afterwards, the family don't like fuck with him at all. So even if he's in therapy, therapy probably don't believe what is it, what isn't going on. And I think this was his way of giving a little insight and trying to get people on his side. Isn't the right way to do it, but I kind of understand what he was trying to do. Because if you're telling people this is what your father is, and your father is, again, to the black community, the gospel Christian community, your father is Kirk Franklin. No one believing in you. They're like, nigga, stop capping. Stop making up stories. Now we see in like, hey, yo, like, he really capable of this. And I already question his toxic traits due to his porn addiction. It's a crazy thing to hold against, him, But, like, if you can become a porn addict, you probably got some toxic traits. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, but I feel like that also opens up a thing to like everybody's human. Like,
1: I know uh, we look at people like pastors and stuff like this in like a super high regard, which I'm not gonna lie, you probably should hold them to a higher regard than most because of what you're doing and the kind of power that you hold, especially within like minority communities. But we are still human at the end of the day. Like, people are gonna fuck up and definitely are still have their demons.
0: So I don't know. Definitely are still human. the only thing I'm saying, like, I can remove him being Kirk Franklin, who he is. I can remove the Crispin gospel aspect, what he is to the community. I can remove all that. When it goes down to the base level, like,
1: you Crispin this man's respect. father,
0: and that's how you talk to your son. That's where the biggest issue is for me. Paige, you have any thoughts on it?
2: I was just going to say what Ezra said about, like, because he is the person that he is, I guarantee he leaked that audio just because no one probably ever believed him. Like, I, I don't blame it all for doing that. And if that's what it takes to, like, prove your point and show that you're not wrong to expose somebody, then fucking do it. I'm behind mm-hmm.
1: it. That does get into a very interesting kind of thing of, we'll have to touch on this, like, in depth one day about the fucking whole, because we even had conversations about this in the group chat of, like, issues between, you know, stepkids and step parents and, like, kids from one marriage to another like that we need some like people with some trauma on the podcast just give us that's a
2: biological son too
1: yeah and that's
2: how he treats his stepkids (laughs) if he has any like jesus
1: i don't know man especially too because like you know early marriage and then like you're not with the person anymore and then like you You might even take that as like you're the old you and then you like quote unquote leveled up with the new family and all that and then you might have resentment towards the old stuff. Yeah, there there's a lot that goes into that shit. Um, but you know what? Speaking of parents, (laughs) at what point do you guys think that you should be
0: introducing your significant other to your parents? That was such a good segue. Yeah, that was solid. That was one of your top twelve segues. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Because they usually don't add up, but that one did. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just wondering about that because I did take Mariah home to meet the fam, to meet the fam. They loved her. She had a good time, loved my city. Um, but I was telling uh, Meg, one of the homies from up here, we were talking and she was saying something about how like her boyfriend's met her parents, but she hasn't met his because he wanted her to meet her parents. I think they've been dating for like two months, but his mom told him. That it was too soon and she didn't want to meet her. And, like, (laughs) she kind of took it offensive. And I was like, I wonder what is, like, the right time then. I mean, (laughs) go, babe, you got it.
2: Well, as a single one, I probably shouldn't speak on this. But um, I feel, for me personally, it's when I feel like it's serious enough to be, like, an actual relationship. So, obviously, none of my exes have ever met my parents. (laughs) But, um... This, this last one was going to, and uh, it, they, I would have been in a relationship with him for like three months before they would have met him. So I don't know. I just think it depends on like the seriousness of the actual relationship for me. Well, you date for three months. No, like when I was planning on him meeting them, I would have been dating him oh, for three months. Yeah,
0: we didn't I make it that far, remember? I do remember. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mariah were at about four months and she about my parents and uh, the Browns, the family, just stuff like that. Uh, to me, I think when it's like, when y'all are in a good place, because it's hard to gauge what is and isn't a serious relationship or what relationship is and isn't going. Well, it's not hard to gauge what isn't a serious relationship. It's hard to gauge like the severity of the seriousness of a relationship In how long it's going to last, or this is the one that's going to make it. So I think just when you think that you're comfortable enough and invested enough to bring her around your family or him around your family, then you do. And then you just hope for the best. It's hard to put a timestamp on it. I'd say, I'd probably say anywhere around two and a half to five months is when I'd probably expect, like, the introduction to parents to start happening If we date a year and I don't meet your parents, I'm going to be like, uh. And if it's, like, two weeks and you want me to meet your parents, I'm also going to be like,
2: uh. Yeah, but did you wait four months? Was it more, like, geography-based?
0: You know? Nah. You
2: actually wait that
0: long. I was around two and a half, three months. I was around two and a half months because that's why. I I was around two and a half because I would have gone for New Year's and she would have met him in uh, January. And we didn't go for that, but we did go the beginning of March, so like this past week in mid-March or whatever, which was around right after four months. Uh, so I was around that two and a half month span where I was like, mm, this is fine now.
1: I'm kind of, uh, I, I'm not going to do it unless it's the real deal. Like, you know, sometimes you're talking to people and you're like, this is fine, but like, this isn't anything long term. Yeah. I would say probably three to six months is a time that I would feel comfortable doing that. Because, like, I feel like I don't want to bring people to my parents if, like, it's not worth it. Because, like, I don't want to waste. Because when you meet parents, that's, like, a level in a relationship. So you can't just be taking anybody there because then it seems like you could be more serious than you are. And, I mean, people can get the wrong message with that kind of stuff.
0: That is true. I also think that because I said two and a half to five, you said three to six. We're around the same gauge. I also think it's good not to make it. You said six, so I'll use six. I think it's good not to wait too long because around like the six months we're going to go with, if they meet your parents then, then you can still get like your parents' input, their insight, how they feel about the girl, excuse me, or the guy, how they think conversation went, stuff like that. You don't want to wait too long where you're too invested. Let's say 10, 10 months to a year and then she meets her parents and either she hates her parents or your parents for whatever reason really don't like her and like they call you and they only have like bad feedback stuff like that because then you're like almost too invested and either way you're gonna have to hear these from one side or the other like you're gonna have to make it work maybe but you still gonna have to hear all the complaints for either side because you're not leaving at 10 12 months if you think everything's straight
2: But then also, that depends on, like, how much value you hold in your parents' opinion. Yeah. Because I, like, obviously, my future, whoever, is going to have to be approved by my dad. But that's pretty much, like, the only person's opinion I value. But my older brother has brought home every single girlfriend that he has literally ever had. And none of them have lasted. And we have hated all of them so even his ex-wife was fucking terrible
0: um i guess it does depend on how much you value your family's opinions or whatnot parents opinions i'm just going parents right now not really family because i I got a lot of family that's different so your parents opinions it wouldn't matter how much you value that but again i feel like just depending on what type of parents y'all got or whatnot my parents usually want the best for me so they're gonna give honest feedback they not gonna like hate a girl just for the fuck of it. Yeah. So if they telling me like they don't like her, they're gonna have reasons and stuff like that. So it's usually good input, but if I waited too long, then I'd have been like I'm too invested. So I can't really do much with that input at that rate.
2: Yeah, my dad's the type to be like, Okay, so is he like a decent person or are you with him because he's attractive? And I'm just gonna be like, All right, calm down, Stacy, like chill out. Um,
1: yeah, I was gonna say like do you think your parents would even be
0: fully honest with you? Or do you think they would hold things back with me? Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely honest. Me and Van got the <laughs> openness of open relationships. I can call Van and tell her in my single slutty boy days, what I was doing, what type of body she had, why I was with her, all that. So it ain't, She you know what I'm on. <laughs> uh, when I go out to, when I go out on vacation or stuff, she think I'm going just for hoes. Um, so Yeah. So she's going to give me a straight opinion. If she don't like her, she's going to say she don't like her. She's going to say why. She's going to say, uh, she was a bad conversationalist. Or <laughs> she seemed fake. Or it felt like she was holding stuff back. Stuff like that is going to be said.
1: But also, how much weight can you even really put? Because, like, let's say someone just gets really nervous meeting your parents. Like, they just it might take them a couple tries to get, like, you know, comfortable.
0: That is true. Um, You got to keep bringing them around. First impression is a big impression. But I've always been on the mindset, the first person, like, the only impression. So you can fix somebody's uh, opinion on you. Like, if you just had an off day when you met this person, if you more yourself the next time or you're more comfortable, you can change their opinion on you. It might not happen overnight. It might be slowly. But, like, if you're a decent person and you good people, you're going to win Van over eventually if she didn't like you. Did Van like me when I met her? Yeah. Van don't really got no problem with my guy Um. She so don't even have any problem with most of my female friends. She does have a problem with one who came to her house dressed like a fucking hussy. And I was like, you know what? That's on me. This one of the girls that you know. You know. But outside of that, like, she so also didn't like one of my girlfriends back in the day because we were talking about, like, racist stuff and just, like, racism and whatnot. And Shorty was uh, Italian, and she didn't say anything the whole conversation. Before I left, she told me just straight up, she was like, you can tell a lot about a person about what they don't say. And she ain't say nothing all night. I said, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that person was a Trump supporter and was super into supporting the cops and the military and shit like that. I found out later, so. How did the meeting with the Browns go? Oh, it went good. They love her. The Browns is cool as shit, though. They are. Like, as long as you're a good person got a good hit on your shoulders and trying to do something, they're going to fuck with you. Yeah.
2: They're so nice.
0: God, uh, Shout out, Big B.
1: Shout out Mama B. Shout out, well, I guess Ethan's not there. Or oh, no, Ethan was there this weekend, though, wasn't he? Ethan was there. Yeah. Shout out, did Eli meet her? I guess Eli was there, too.
0: Of course, they all met her. You know, the, yeah. you know, the vibes. he was on. Was this the first time her meeting, like, the squad? Uh, she's met Phoebe already, because Phoebe was up here mm-hmm. and uh, in November. And then, yeah, that was, like, her first time in person meeting the squad.
1: What is more nerve-wracking, meeting the parents or meeting the friends? Because you spend more time with the friends more than the parents meet, if we're being honest.
0: Uh, I spend more time with the friends, but the friends already, like, know her and know of her. We'll be on FaceTime, and she'll be here, and they'll talk to her and, like, stuff like that. Parents, I'm not going to say nerve-wracking because I didn't have any issue. I knew they'd like her. Um, probably nerve-wracking for her is probably meeting the parents. What
1: about you, Paige? If you're uh, introducing someone, is it more about the friends or the family? Because I guess it's just your dad, so.
2: Yeah, my dad's pretty chill. Um, he's he'll like tell me his opinion, but ultimately he'll be like, If you're happy and they're treating you well, then I'm gonna be happy for you. And if I do have relationship problems, he's like the one I talk to about, so he like is in the know or whatever. Um, I think I am more nervous, like, I there's (laughs) I think I'd be more nervous to have. You all approve of um, somebody I'm dating more than my dad just because of how that previously went with a <laughs> different person that I brought around you all. Um, it didn't go well, and we haven't spoken since.
0: Who is this? Which one?
2: December. Oh, this? but
0: she sucked as a fucking person.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I was like with her 24 7. And now I like literally never talk to her. Uh,
1: so I don't, I know, was if that, confused I don't
2: know if that trip had anything to do with it or what. Uh, but yeah, I would be more nervous to bring some guy I'm dating around you all than my family, I think.
1: I mean, the last guy that you dated, we told you specifically not to do it and we were right.
2: I mean, Both the of the last guy guys. Anyway.
0: True. Both of the last guys sucked.
2: You don't you never you don't even know what the last one looked like.
0: The one with the glasses. The most, the most recent guy. Yeah. The most just from like, just from the stories you told, like right up before you was dating him, I was like, "Nah, this ain't the guy." And then you dated him and fell in love in like two days.
2: Didn't fall in love.
0: Okay. Wasn't even. Eric, there was. Eric, there was love vibes. <laughs> she was having there were, there were, there Yeah, There absolutely. was
2: like vibes. There was. I mean.
1: Vibes. I met the, the anti-Australian one. That didn't go well. And then the Australian one was just...
2: Wait, uh, who was the anti-Australian
1: one? The one with the glasses. When we, me and Anna went down there.
2: Oh, Brayden?
1: I, I guess. I don't know his name. Shout I out Brayden. Home, huh? I don't know.
2: think so. The tall, skinny one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's... Oh, plot twist. He's getting married. Yeah, good for
0: him. Yeah. I'm not happy he fell in love. love that yeah,
1: man. The Australian was just... I'll chalk the Australian up to your first time having any real deep feelings. You know, we we all make mistakes. <laughs> Speak for yourself. You don't make.
0: You didn't make mistakes when you were younger, as to that degree. No, not even close.
2: <laughs> to that degree, it wasn't that bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we are gonna just let that go because yeah, I honor, don't even want this. We, I don't want no. this to turn into
1: a roasting session. We we honor the full spectrum of everything that happened. Yeah. You know, you had uh, rose-colored glasses on a lot of the situation.
2: You you know that I still talk to him, right?
0: Yeah, and that's, um, I don't know whether to say you're a better person than me, a <laughs> dumber person than me, a worse person than me. I don't know which word to use for it, but it is very interesting, because I don't think I could talk to somebody who did me that dirt ever in life.
2: Listen, I'm never the one that's- uh... Initiating? Never, literally never. So,
0: that's interesting, though, because know, you're always the one who initiates the cutoff. But again, <laughs> I'm not here for a roast session.
1: Uh, one question before we wrap it up: When's the last time we talked to the girl with the long legs?
2: Who are you talking to?
0: You, you.
2: Girl with the long legs. Yeah, oh, then we're talking that bitch. <laughs> um, the last time I talked to her was when Eric got me drunk and the her. <laughs>
1: I don't think I got you drunk. I think we all got drunk together. No. No, we were all drunk. (laughs) You got me drunk. No, I feel like that was one of the nights we were like, hey guys, let's just all get a fifth and start doing shots because no one has worked the next day.
2: It It was when we had like literally just started the podcast. So that was like, what, 2019? Yeah, at least like three or four years.
1: Damn, might have to hit her up again. Have you talked to the uh, other Australian you had a falling out with at all?
2: No, I'm still blocked. And that uh, guy we were talking about, she also has him blocked now. So.
1: Really. Yep. No, I'm not mad at that. Australia is an interesting country.
2: It it is.
1: Um, all right. So, I had watched last night Judas and the Black Messiah. Um. I'm not going to lie, it didn't even, like, the name didn't even really click with me until I was looking up the proper spelling of everything and looking up, like, a uh, quick synopsis of it, and then it, like, clicked with me, and I was like, I'm an idiot for not realizing uh, kind of the general theme of the movie, um, and I'm just going to give, like, the super high-level uh, kind of idea of what the movie's about. So a guy's offered a plea deal by the FBI. His name is William O'Neill. Um, he infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to party to gather uh, intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. That's all I'm gonna give because it's really just came out like not too long ago. It just came off HBO Max yesterday, which is unfortunate. Um, good movie though. Um, overall, highly recommend watching it. Uh, but the part that got to me at the end was they were showing an interview that William O'Neill did back in, I think it was 1989, for like a documentary. And he said, you know, I'm proud of what I did. I wasn't an armchair armchair revolutionary. Um, they sit back and judge the actions and inactions of people while sitting on the sidelines and did nothing. And I thought that was really interesting because I feel like we still have a lot of that in today's day and age. And especially with social media now, where people will sit back and make comments and judge people about doing things or not doing things, while also doing nothing. And I don't know. I just feel like it's super interesting that even back in the day, that was still like a mindset, and it's still clearly going on. And we just have like sideline warriors doing nothing.
0: Um. Yeah. It's always been a. It's always been a huge thing. It's kind of like the bystander effect where, like, you think someone else is going to jump in and, like, save somebody or stop something. the It's kind of bystander to a degree. You're like, eh, they don't need me out there because they got enough people or someone else is going to be out there marching. Because, like they say, Martin Luther King, when he was going on these marches and whatnot, they definitely had a following. But don't let y'all friends, great-great-grandpas, and great-granddads fool y'all. Wasn't all of them out there marching with Dr. King. So, like, a lot of people was sitting at home like, you know what? That's a fight that someone else can fight. I support it, but I'm not going to go fight it with them. So, that type of mindset's been around forever for real. It goes all the way back to like the break the runaway slaves and the breakaway slaves. Like they're going to try to break out, but they're going to do it and if they make it then good on them, maybe I'll follow suit, but I'm not going to go with them to try to break out. It's been for the community. That's been a thing since the 1600s. It's like mm, someone got to fight the fight. I hope he get people to do it. I want him to fight the fight. I want better, but I'm not gonna fight the fight alongside him, and that don't help nobody.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you can even go to like people who are like kind of social justice warriors, where you're just like sending out tweets trying to cancel people. But what are you really doing? Like you're you're just sitting there saying words. You're not taking any action, which I think is a big kind of part of what the Black Panthers were doing in general was just a lot of action that was going on. I also feel like, I don't know, it makes me want to do, like, a real big deep dive into kind of the Black Panthers and what they're doing because, I mean, the movie paints it and they were doing so much for their communities that I just really kind of want to dive into everything that was going on and, you know, how the FBI was trying to get them the fuck out of there.
0: It's the same way they tried to get rid of Dr. King, same way they got rid of Malcolm X. They was for the community, for the culture, and they just wasn't going to have it. And it also, like, I mean,
1: we've talked about this before, where it's like, we we think these things were so long ago, but this was, like, in the late 1960s. Like, his son's still, like, probably in his, like, mid-40s, 50s, like, his wife's still alive, you know, like... This shit's real. Like, it's not far away. Just because it's black and white in old newspapers and old videos, with a little old timey accent, like this shit was recent. This
0: was absolutely recent. Most people's grandparents was alive through this. Some people's parents was literally alive through this. So, like, this wasn't so so long ago. And that's why when people are like, "Oh, there's no way America's racism racist," how do you believe that racism still exists in America? I was like, "Nigga, are you serious?" Fifty years ago, we was segregated in schools. Like sixty-five years ago, we couldn't vote. We ain't as far removed as y'all. think you are.
1: I feel like I'm gonna find someone who was like alive during that time and like get their opinions on like what it was like with the Black Panthers and all that. I feel like there's some great insight there.
0: Um, I mean, my dad was alive during that time, but he's not like West Coast, and he wasn't like out for that. I don't know. It was just a really good doc, uh, not documentary, like movie.
1: All original. he is a product of segregated schools, though. Uh, I mean, he was younger at that time. Hmm. He was Mm -hmm. younger, right? Yeah, because my dad's 78, so. That's wild. Yeah, I don't know. Just highly recommend checking out the movie. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because you guys haven't seen it yet, so we can't really... Yeah, I want to watch it if we're going
2: to talk about it. Huh? Yes, I said yeah, I want to watch it if we're going to talk about
1: it. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty crazy overall. Uh, Not really a spoiler, but they fucking arrested, like, Fred Hampton back in the day for stealing allegedly stealing seventy dollars worth of
0: ice cream and he got two to five years for that, which is fucking stupid. Yeah. You know how charges was back then though. I'ma do the moderating thing for a quick minute. Try my <laughs> luck at it. Don't wanna don't want to because they're gonna love me. Um speaking of relationships the FBI had within the Black Panthers god that was good i'm already too good at this shit um how long can y'all go without having sex or sexual relations with your significant <laughs> other before you complain or report a problem also how early is too soon to take a complaint serious how the fuck did i miss that topic i don't even know where it's yeah at. i don't i don't know
2: i think that was like the first one he listed or
0: something that was the last one. Oh. I'm literally just not the one to talk about it. All right. Here's how we got here. I'm not going to put all the business out there. Um, We had someone who said that they had gone like a couple of months. They'd gone a couple of months, and then they done it, and then they went like a couple of more months. So three or four months, and they had done it one time. My thing is, for me, I think realistically, not everybody always wants to have sex. And this is the – we're still young. So not everyone always wants to have, so this is like from my young perspective, not everyone wants to always have sex. Sometimes you really are exhausted. You've had a long day. Sometimes you've had a bad day. Sometimes like you just get caught up doing what you're doing. You're trying to do something. So I think realistically, maybe like a week or two in between there, probably closer to a week, but like two weeks of like me trying to initiate sex and then being, like, shut down repetitively, I feel like that would be, like, for me, kind of long. Um, if it's, like, a period week and then, like, a week you're just busier, or tired and stuff like that, and then, like, there's other factors. If it's, like, everything is good, a week and a half, two weeks of me trying to initiate and getting shut down, I'm going to be like, what? I think the big point is, like, I'm trying to initiate sex. I'm just being shut down. If like nobody's trying to initiate, we both busy stuff like that. It's whatever. Um, so yeah, I think around like a week, two weeks, I'd be like, "Hey, yo, like, what's what's going on?"
1: I'm not mad at that. I mean, because you said I feel like once you start hitting adulthood and like you have life and like real things going on. Because again, I've said this before. There's not enough hours in the day. Paige has also agreed with me on this. I feel like there's so much like Mondays are a prime example. I wake up at seven we recording until like, I don't know, it's only like six here because I'm an hour behind. And then it's like The Bachelor comes on, and next thing you know, it's like nine o'clock. And I'm like, where the fuck did my day go? So like, things can pile up. So if you want to say like a week or two, that's fine. I don't
0: know how anybody went three, you said three months? That's a long time. Three months, once, three, like three is three and a half, four. And then there was a break in between at Valentine's Day, and then about another two, two, two and a half months. My thing is, to me, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm, I'm not doing that. And here's what I mean. I do have needs. I am still in my prime. I am not an old man who's fucking once a month. I am still sorry. I'm still trying to clap cheeks. I'm trying to clap some throat. I'm trying to throat pie. All that's finna happen. So, like, if we not doing nothing, I think a week or two in, I'm going to have to, like, address it and, like, let you know. I'm going to have to tell you, like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, what are we going to do to compromise and fix this? Because, like, the last week or two, like, we ain't been doing nothing. And, like, maybe you were busy. Maybe you were tired. But, like, if we can get back on a roll, like, let me know. Because much longer than that, and I'm going to become a different animal. I'm going to become a dickhead. Like, we're going to go to bed at 9. You're going to not want to have no sex. We're going to have the TV on after, like, four weeks of not having sex. And you're gonna be like, oh, I want to watch your show. I'm gonna fucking turn the light on and be like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> um, you're ready to go to bed because you're like tired. I want to cuddle. Nah, I'm gonna stay out here and watch the game. Shit like that's gonna start happening if I was like going months at a time without having sex because I'm a, I'm just human and I'm gonna get frustrated. And the only alternative would be like, hey yo, like I told you, my needs ain't getting met. So like, what you? Ex- I'm supposed to cheat? I'm not finna do that. But I am finna be a dickhead. Like that's. That's the only thing I realistically think would happen. I'm just calling it straight. I would not be a fun person to be around if for three months we was having no sex. Like, mm. But that's where the follow-up question comes, where it's like, this for beat either of you. How long is long enough to take a complaint serious or an issue serious? Like, if your girl came to you, my girl came to me, Paige got a man come to her, at, like, weekend oh, weekends, like, mm. Three days, we ain't been having sex. It's like okay, it's three days. A week, we ain't been having sex. Two weeks, a month. Like, when is it enough of a problem where you think you gotta actually like address it?
2: I think there needs to be a certain level of communication there, just in general. Like, I would hope that whoever we're dating, we're just comfortable enough to be like, hey, like, what the fuck is up? You know, like not in a hostile way, just being like, hey, is like something wrong, or is there like something we need to talk about or something? Because honestly. I also feel like two weeks is a good time to be like, like at least say something or like acknowledge the situation, especially if it's bothering you because like, I mean, it also depends on like who you're dating and their sex drive or whatever. But if you're going from like having sex all the time, doing it like all kinds of crazy and then all of a sudden you're just not at all, I'd be like, oh, they're they're getting it from somewhere else. Like, that's what I would just assume. So if I were to say something, I would be like, you know, like, what's going on? Why aren't we, you know, like, being physical anymore? Is there, like, something wrong? Do we need to talk? Like, just getting it out. Um, but I don't think there's, like, a certain time period that, like, you need to hit before you take something like a complaint seriously. Like if you're dating someone, you should just be able to voice your opinion whenever. I don't Mm. don't think there's
0: a time. If it's been like two days and you voicing a complaint like, hey, we haven't been having sex. I'm going to be like, shut up. Like what? We had sex three days ago. Like it's been two calendar days. It's been 48 hours. I was tired the first day. I ate some hot wings last night. It (laughs) fucked up my stomach. Shut up. Like, yeah. two days is way too soon for you to voice a complaint.
2: Well, yeah, but, it like, at least if you said it and then there's raising behind it, you'd be like, oh, okay, and just move on. Like, but if it's, like, you know, you have morning sex and it's like, oh, we're about to go to bed and you don't do it before bed and then they complain, I'd be like, all right, like, chill the fuck out, you know? I don't know. I would just hope that whoever I'm dating would just be comfortable enough to say whatever, whenever, and then, you know, say, like, shut up or not right now or
1: something like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm fine with the one to two weeks. I think it's kind of on the line of a page. So you just have to know your relationship and know how often you're doing it. Cause if you're doing it like five days a week and then next thing you know, there's like a two, three week drop off of nothing. And you're like, um, all right, let's have a conversation about it. Um, yeah. Which is going to be my question to the person who didn't have it for like three months. Did they not have any conversations the whole
0: time and just like, um they they did um she told the person that she was gonna try to be better she just was having like some body issues where she wasn't comfortable with herself or was like overthinking it and that played a part so she just wasn't feeling sexy i guess or comfortable having and she just wasn't doing it then and that turned into like not wanting to be in that like sexual environment which turned into like a month or two but then one little break that turned into like three, three ish, three and a half, four ish months where you did it once, and I'm not gonna lie. I get it. That's fine. I understand that to a degree. But like, we not gonna go no month, two, three, four months without fucking. Like, um, I'm i I'm gonna let you know. Like, we got an issue. If you don't have like a solution or a resolution, I truly. It sounds terrible. I don't know what I would. I haven't been in a situation, praise God. I don't know what I would do because the issue then becomes like, I'm trying to fuck. Um, If you're not trying to fuck and I'm trying to fuck and the last time we fucked was two and a half, three months ago and I'm trying and you're just turning it down. I feel like the only thing that's going to happen is I'm going to belong to the streets. Yeah, like. Like,
2: Do you you feel like that's grounds to break up with someone?
0: Oh, I've mentioned that too. Yes, that was coming. That was coming. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's it's going to sound bad, and I guess I guess it sounds bad, but realistically, relationships are about compromise and making sure each other's needs are met, whether it's financially, romantically, sexually, like all of that stuff, communication wise. Like, all of the needs need to be met. If most things are good, if everything else is good, outside of me being a dickhead because we not fucking, but for three months we have had zero sex, and I've tried to talk to you, and I've been like, yo, my needs are not being met. Like, I'm a horny nigga. I need to nut. And, like, you're not doing nothing to, like, try to help this situation? I'm going to probably have to break up. Because if we went three to... I'm not going to cheat on you because that's not in my character. If we went three to four months without having sex, you've shown me that you could do some powerful things. How long am I now going to go without having sex? And sex is important in my relationship. I can't speak for everyone else's. But three, four months without sex, I could turn to five, that could turn to six. Yeah, that ain't going to sit right with me because I'm going to just be an angry asshole villain.
1: Uh,
0: question. If you
1: let's say you're three months without sex and then she said, Oh, I went to the church and became
0: a born again virgin. I'm gonna wait until we get married. What are you doing? <laughs> that is fine. I've got no issues with your religious beliefs. And if that's your religious belief, first off, I hope we had a discussion about this. I mean, I guess you could say it's your sexuality, is your pussy, like you control it. Yeah, but like it's it's really mine while I'm in there, John. so don't play with me. Um <laughs> oh so I guess like that's cool. You are born again virgin, and like I respect you. Wait until marriage, but I'm not the nigga marrying you, and you will be single as well. What if? What if you? She had already met your parents, though, so it was pretty serious. I don't give a fuck about that. But it was Man, know serious. how to forget, shorties. <laughs> she, she'll forget a bitch as fast as I will. Guaranteed.
1: A quick porch talk. Sports talk. Today's the first day of legal tampering. A bunch of people got new deals. Uh, Shaq Barrett re-signed with the Bucks. He got fucking paid out the ass, I'm pretty sure. Four years, $72 million, $36 million guaranteed. Um, Johnu Smith got a four-year, $50 million deal to the Pats, $31.25 guaranteed. They signed a nose tackle. Um, he didn't get a big deal. They signed um, Jalen Mills, which I thought was interesting, for like a four-year, I want to say $24 million deal, which is crazy. Who signed him? The Pats. For how much? Four years, twenty-four mil, nine mil guaranteed.
0: That's not bad. That's six a year. That's solid for a corner.
1: Uh, if you've seen him play, not really. They also signed fucking Matt Judon for four years, fifty-six mil, thirty-two mil guaranteed.
0: I like Matt Judon. I mean, the pass rusher. But they were saying the Patriots were going to spend a lot of money. I think they had like the third most cap space or some shit. Yeah, they they're pretty much doing the opposite of what they've always
1: done, which is been cheap and give new players. They said, Nah, fuck it, we're gonna spend the bag. <sighs> Absolutely. Um, after the Chiefs got rid of both their tackles, they signed former Pats offensive lineman uh, Joe Tooney to a five-year, eighty million dollar deal. I don't know what they're doing with the cap. I was doing research on this yesterday after I saw fucking Taysom Hill got a four years, one hundred forty million, no guaranteed, avoidable years. I was trying to figure out how they were fucking making cap magic work in Saint. Wait, o. who got that? Taysom Hill did this for the Saints this year. Well, they made it like a four-year, one hundred forty mil. Like deal, but all of it's voidable. So if he's not on the team, or like if he doesn't meet certain um, kind of you know bonus things, you know playing seventy snaps, getting forty touch, whatever, They're, it's all bullshit. It's it's all just moving money to further years. I don't know the sal- salary cap in these fucking voidable years are fucking nonsense and just fake money. Realistically. But he can still say that he signed for four years, $140 million. Hmm. Anything else? Yannick and signed a two year $26 million deal with the Raiders. They also brought back Nelson Aguilar in two years twenty-six. Rams are giving Leonard Floyd a four year sixty-four million dollar deal. How much? Four years sixty-four million. Damn. Anything else? Gronk's back on a one year deal for ten mil. Broncos are giving Ronald Darby a three-year deal. Didn't hear the Falcons make any moves.
0: Our time's coming. How much cap do you guys have? Not much. What do you think you guys are going to do with that fourth pick? Fourth pick, hopefully trade out. If we don't trade out, I wouldn't be surprised if we take a top corner or a uh, top pass rusher. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how the
1: draft's going to go so we can somehow get Jamar Chase, but I'm not sure. Yeah, y'all might not. I think. I mean, I think it's gonna be Lawrence one. Everybody's high on Zach Wilson for number two. Football. Um, I think that's gonna be a trade, though. I don't think the Dolphins are gonna stay there because they don't need to, unless they're gonna trade that pick and a bunch for Deshaun. Um, fuck. Who's three? No, the Jets oh, yeah. are two. The Jets are two. So Wilson, two, three, you trade that to, like, Carolina or somebody who wants a quarterback, so they take Justin Fields. Four goes to Atlanta. They don't need a wide receiver. Five, you take Penny Sewell. Six, we get Jamar Chase. That's where I'm at.
0: There's a chance, but if the Dolphins stay there, they might take a receiver. And that's what I'm hoping fucking – so
1: for some reason, too, is like, give me Waddle or give me fucking Devontae Smith and not. Marquez. I think
0: he would definitely want Waddle over Smith. I mean, I feel like
1: the thing about Smith is he took off the year and like, I haven't seen any clips of him working out or running or anything. So we don't know what he fucking looks like. That's true. I mean, I want him because I feel like a year off of football to rest and like if he was taking it seriously, working out, he could be a fucking monster. I want no parts of Smith, though. I think I'd take Waller over Smith
0: 100%. Absolutely. I think Jamar Chasen is everybody's best receiver, though.
1: Bro, everybody keeps bringing up Kyle Pitts. And here's the thing. He's a tight end. And oh. They're talking about you can move him out like Waller and shit. But I'm like, why would I want a tight end that I would play on the outside a lot over a wide receiver who just plays
0: on the outside a lot? I would definitely take the wide receiver for y'all. But pitch is serious I think For he a team need a tight end he is serious but like we don't need it like that's yeah y'all y'all need it but that's not your biggest need. yeah it's
1: it would be it's like when we took hurts last year like we don't need it we kind of need it like a little bit because you never know where went but we don't need it that's true I just don't and it's also a top six pick in the tight end just it's hard to wrap my mind around yeah if if chase is off the board and it comes down to waller pits. I don't know. That, that's a whole different story.
0: I kind of hope we trade back, pick up some picks, and uh, get like nausea in the middle of the first. Wait, we you, need a running back bad. I thought you guys have Todd Gurley. Yeah, we need a running back bad. <laughs> you were so hype on Todd Gurley a year ago. I was. He did all right. Nothing great. He. We need better. Oh, that reminds me of the
1: fucking. So we no Brady signed an extension, but. Fucking um, Aaron Jones signed that four-year, $48 million deal, $13 million gar- or signing bonus with the
0: uh, Packers. I did not know that. I did, did see that Cam's coming back, running this shit back. He did. So I like that. And they got him John New Smith, which is a good uh, little thing. Yeah. We're going to need receivers. I got to see where some of these free agents receivers start to land. I don't think any of them have moved yet. Any big Yeah, ones that's going to be big.
1: Because, I mean – Kenny Galladay, the, Juju is pretty much saying he's not going back to um Steelers, which I'm not Yeah, they
0: about got Clay for to play number one. Um somebody's got to play make a move for uh Robinson. Alan Robinson? Yeah. Nah, they Because he's wasting away in Chicago. They'd have to trade. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it sitting like a give Cam or Robinson in New England, sitting like a second or a third. I would not be mad at that. That's that's smart football moves. Because Robinson can still ball. He's always been able to ball. It's just Chicago don't got no quarterback. Maybe they'll make a move for a... Damn, Darby got three years, 30 mil,
1: 19.5 guaranteed. From where? Uh, The Broncos. Yeah, but why you want to go play for the Broncos? Oh, my mistake. Aguilar was signing with the Patriots, not the Raiders. Oh, that's big. And they signed, I just saw they dropped it right now, Kendrick Bourne, three years, 25 mil
0: born born born. Is he a linebacker, nigga?
1: No, wide receiver. Who the fuck he played for? I want to say San Fran. I do not remember this guy. Yeah, San Fran. He had 49 receptions and 666 yards last year.
0: That's not bad. I mean, at least getting pieces around him now. Yeah, is solid. They still I'd still make a play for one more receiver, and it'd be Allen Robinson. I mean, they probably have the draft capital because you know how Bill does. Absolutely.
1: I mean, their pick is at 15. Um, who do you take at 15 in the first round this year? Or do you just
0: trade that for Allen Robinson? I would take Allen Robinson. Honestly? Because I don't know who if I'm at 15, I would trade a second. There's no way I'm giving up a first for Allen Robinson. With 15, if he falls to them, I'd absolutely take Najee Harris because they need a running back who's going to really run that bitch mm. if Cam playing quarterback. And the running backs they got don't really cut it for me. Najee can do it all. I would take Najee Harris at 15. If they don't take Najee Harris, if any way, shape, or form pits falls to them and they can double up, I'd pass that card in so fast. But they also need some lineman help. Yeah.
1: I like the Najee thing because they do need running back. I mean, early mock drafts were saying Pitts was going to fall to 15. I don't know if that's the case now because there's so much hype around him. Um, yeah. If they didn't sign Cam, I'd be interested to see if they would take a quarterback. If I don't think
0: Fields would fall, but my guess would be if Trey Lance fell that far,
1: if they would take him. Oh,
0: I got Fields taking a drop that's unhealthy. I got him taking like a Brady Quinn, Aaron Rodgers drop like, down to the 30s. Really? Yeah. Justin Fields is the one quarterback that I can see falling into the second round with all the hype because a lot of people are big on the quarterback from North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. They're big on, um, what is it, Trey Wilson as well. They're clearly Trevor Lawrence is going one. There was one more quarterback I was hearing that teams were big on. So- and Justin Fields just doesn't do it all the way for me. And I can see a lot of teams like that. He's kind of got potential, but what we've learned, it's kind of like Alabama quarterbacks. Alabama quarterbacks don't pan out. I was reading an article on ESPN a while ago, like the big conference quarterbacks usually don't pan out. Like every once in a while you hit, but a lot of the star quarterbacks come from like smaller conferences in D1 because the issue with these big-time quarterbacks, like Justin Fields is going to struggle from, Ohio State, has weapons that are so much better than the corners they're lined up against and they're so much better than the teams they play he's usually throwing to like wide open people Mm -hmm. which is why Tua looked good at Alabama they were wide the fuck open all the time I don't think Justin Fields is gonna look good just like every other quarterback from Ohio State hasn't looked good yeah, I mean, we talked about it before. When you have so many weapons, like Alabama,
1: when they're literally wide receiver You at this point, producing top five fucking yeah. uh, wide receivers and running backs, like it's wild. The only thing I will say is I was listening to an interview with Najee Harris was on the Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about the offense that they're running down in Alabama is like a pro-style offense. So there's more hype around Matt Jones because he's – you know, declared and all that after the championship winning, um, that he could be a good quarterback. And I think that would be the only benefit is the fact that – and I think if, I've even heard them talking about wide receivers in college where if you're not playing in a pro-style offense, you're looking onto the sidelines to see what the play is, and they're like, no, that's not real life. Like, they're playing with people not pressing them to the line. So if you can get anything like that, it can hopefully be a benefit to you.
0: Yeah. He's – I got I got faith in Matt that he can produce – I think he'll have, like, an Andy Dalton-type career, which isn't bad. Andy Dalton was solid for a while. Like, I think he can have, like, one of those types of careers. (sighs) Justin Fields, though, he don't do it for me. And they have a gimmicky offense. Always have at Ohio State. So, that don't cut it for me.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we get a – I mean, so it'll be – Lawrence will definitely go. Zach Wilson will go. And then you have – I mean, they're, they're going to get drafted in the first round. Depends on where. Justin Fields, um, Trey Lance, and then maybe Mac Jones. Five quarterbacks on the top in the first round has never happened before.
0: Has so, that never happened? No. It, the
1: most have been four. I think that was last year.
0: They had that uh, – uh, I guess maybe it was four as well. But, yeah, they had Christian Ponder, Jake Locker, and all them boys. Mm, yeah. But was it every- Wayne Tannehill, Christian Ponder? Yeah, I think that was four that year.
1: Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's a lot of hype on it being a quarterback-heavy draft. So if you need the help, which a lot of teams do, I mean, the Panthers are clearly in it. The Broncos are also looking for it.
0: The Redskins got to do something.
1: I think they were talking about – I saw rumors that they might be going after Trubisky. Mm, I wouldn't be mad at that. We'll see. I mean, hey, sometimes you
0: just got to get out of there, out of, out of that system. That is true. I think Mitch can play. I just think – I think the system try to get too creative, which is not something I like. We'll see
1: if they trade for Russell Wilson because apparently he just really wants out of Seattle.
0: He wants out bad. That's also a huge factor. If Russell moves and if uh, Deshaun moves, do you see that the latest one ESPN had that skipping and him we're talking about? I think uh, last Friday was fucking Arizona was offering a swap just straight up, hmm? and Shannon was like, "There's no, they got to throw me something." <laughs> He was like, because we know what Deshaun can do. Kyler, okay, but he was like, you got to send me back DeAndre. You got to send me a first-round pick. But I was like, that is interesting to think that, because that shows you how much these coaches will, like, do anything. Because that coach down there was singing his praise forever. Oh, this is the one. I'll be able to work magic with this one, blah, blah, blah. And now in the moment, he can move on from him. He's trying to move on, because I really think Kyler's going to always be a Five and eleven, six and ten QB if we're being honest. Oh, I so glad you said that I was talking to some of
1: Vanna's friends who were trying to do like in Dynasty League and they were talking about like where do you draft who and I was like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I want no parts of Kyler. I don't think he's good, I think he's overrated, and I'm just not here for it. I've watched him play and he just he doesn't have it. Yeah, he not it. And he has weapons around him. So I'm I'm hundred percent there. If you want if you want me to fucking flip Kyler, I'm gonna need like a bunch of pieces back. You can send JJ back. You can send fucking Hop back and a couple picks because fuck that. Absolutely. I don't know. This is the last thing I'll say. We can wrap it up. I have no idea where or what the trade for Deshaun looks like because I don't know. Like, what the fuck do you want? Like, he has a A huge contract. How many picks do you want me to take on that contract and get
0: him? A trade I would take. Hands down would be uh I jump at Sam Donald. And I know you're a USC guy. I jump at Sam Donald because I think he just got the bad stick, which is huge. The how uh fucking uh the hurt is always talking about this, Colin, is going to a bad situation as a QB, whether it's college or the pros, can really fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like you go to a bad system and then you're like giving up on because it's just bad and poorly ran. I truly think Sam Donald has it, just from watching him throw, watching some of the games he plays good. He was under terrible coaching and management. That roster is complete shit. Give him a fresh start in Houston. Start putting a couple pieces around him. I think Sam Donald would be good. Send Deshaun their way. Send him a first and like a third and call it even.
1: I mean, they'll never do that trade because it's not – they probably – if they want multiple first-round picks, which I'm like – I don't know what the fuck to tell you. But I do agree. I think Darnold has potential. I mean, we've seen it with the Browns. Like, you've seen it with the Jaguars. You go to these dog shit franchises, and the quarterbacks can only do so much if there's no line, there's no weapons around them. I think that's what happened to Darnold.
0: Yep. And he got mono. Who the fuck gets mono? He got mono, and he got beat the fuck up every week. Yeah. I mean,
1: he's just, uh, yeah. Free Sam Darnold. I don't know where he'll go. Also, I did see. What if? All right, conspiracy theory. The Patriots are making some unpredictable moves. What if they're just signing a bunch of people? They got Cam, and then they're just going to trade all these fucking pieces for Deshaun. Yeah, we're not doing that.
0: <laughs> like, um, ugh. I don't think. I don't think um, Deshaun will work with Bill. B- Do you think
1: Bill realized after Brady was, like, fantastic – I wouldn't say Brady was fantastic all year. It took him a while to get used to the system. But that he won, that Belichick was like, you know what, maybe I need to address the way that I'm coaching people and what I'm doing here.
0: Nah. I think he had an off year where Cam got no training, got no OTAs. Cam got corona. It was just a shit year. They had no pieces. I think he was almost taking an off year last year. They didn't have much cap space. They didn't have any pieces to bring in by the time they got Cam. There was a COVID season. Cam caught COVID, missed games. They were really playing catch-up like all season. I think that's why he re-signed Cam at like a fair price because he knows Cam can still ball. They've got a ton of cap space to bring people around him. I think he's the same coach for real. Because Cam was saying like he he's on him in practice the same way he's on everybody else. And he was like, Bill, because he was on am Athlete, he's like, Bill kind of just a little misunderstood. But like three of the people on here played for Bill Pelotek as well. And like Bill was, like the media sees him as like a dickhead and a tyrant. He not, he a cool guy. Like it's just when it's time to go to business and time to go to work, it's time to go to work. And if you was like brought up that way and had other coaches like that, you're good. So I think I think he's going to stick to it the same way. I think y'all are going to see a different team out of the Patriots this year.
1: I mean, I hope so because it was clear. Like, I mean, the way everybody in the defense was opting out, Brady was gone. I kind of felt like it was just kind of a fuck it season. And they signed Cam. and I was like, all right, I want to see Cam do well. Like, he needs to bounce back. And then he got COVID. There's no weapons there. So, I mean, hopefully this year they'll get people back. They're signing a bunch of people. Like, they can make a good run. But I do think there, maybe Bill needs to just adjust how he's doing things a little bit. You know, you got you to adapt. You can't be the same all the time. Did they cut
0: Julian Edelman yet?
1: I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised if they did and then he went to Tampa.
0: I'm fine with that. He got to go. He's just New England love him too much. You can't have him on the team and not play him. So we just got to get him out of there. Yeah, just let him go down there, join Brady and Gronk, let them
1: do whatever the fuck they're going to do. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Still waiting to see if Jimmy G goes back to the Patriots because there was heavy talk of that happening at one point.
0: Nah, we pay Cam. He's staying. All right, let's let's uh, let's wrap this thing
1: up, do some music and TV. <laughs> I'll
2: go. Um, Nick Jonas put out an entire new album, like, randomly yesterday, and I've been listening to it all day, and it's pretty good. Um, and then... Uh. As far as TV, I'm rewatching the vampire diaries for like the hundredth time. Always a classic. And then I'm gonna watch all the spin-offs after that, so
0: um, music wise, created a twenty seven hour throwback playlist for the road trip this weekend. Had some real solid bops. Um I'm not really listening to nothing specific. All I'm saying is we need back Bryson Tiller. And then we need to find out what happened to Roscoe Dash. Those are two people we need back. And then TV-wise, um, I'm not really watching anything right now. So I just say tune into uh, tune in I Am Athlete on YouTube since I do the podcast live. It's nice.
1: Um, no music, but I'll double down on TV. Like I said, Ted Lasso, <laughs> must-watch show. 10 episodes, 30 minutes, Apple TV. Definitely watch it. Um, And then Judas and the Black Messiah, definitely a must-watch. Give you good insight into life, and then it'll make you want to do a deep dive into the Black Panthers. Did you all
2: watch the Grammys at all?
1: No. no.
2: Shout-out to uh, Beyoncé for being the most um, rewarded Grammy winner ever. She's like 28 now or something.
1: Shout-out to her. (laughs) I guess. I did see uh, they had Bill Burr present a Latin Grammy, and he was like, why the fuck am I here? And I love that. (laughs) So shout out to him. Um, But hey, thank you guys for listening as always. We appreciate you for listening. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. It'll get read on the podcast. I should say this in the beginning of the podcast because I don't know if people make it all the way to the end at this point true. Cool. Um, subscribe uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk you No know, A. We appreciate you for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace. I am
2: a house and I'm in the house, boy. Boy. boarding a house and I'm in the house, boy. Boy. Board in the motherfucking house, board and I'm bored in the motherfucking house, boy. Board in the motherfucking house, boy. boarding in the motherfucking house, boy. Board in the motherfucking house, boy, board in the motherfucking house, boy. House boy, more than a house boy. House boy,
0: more than house boy. House boy, more than a house boy. Dying in the streets, niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we saw and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white ride, get a black nigga shot.